Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey everybody, on this episode of the GH Report, Lulu is stabbed, Kevin goes blind, and Jason falls off a ladder. Oh man, we got so much to break down, and we're going to do it next. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz that familiar music we know so well. Welcome back to the GH Report right here on AfterBuzz TV, breaking down every episode of Port Charles, or General Hospital, which takes place in Port Charles. We all know where that takes place. I'm your host, Frank Moran. Uh, Carla Renata, very busy. The SAG Awards are on tonight, and she is, you know, she's walking amongst the stars, breaking down all the winners and losers and giving some in-depth commentary about film. So follow her on social media to get some inside scoop about everything that she's got going on this evening. But... While she is away, I decided to reach back to my partner in life, my partner in crime, Erica Schreiber. Good evening, everybody. Once again, big shoes to fill, <laughs> but I will do my best. Oh, well, you're going to be fantastic. Awesome. Due, due to a, a incredible <laughs> demand, you were back. <laughs> you were back here. All right. We'll go with that. Yes, we'll go that's with right. that. That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right. Awesome. Uh, as always, folks, like us on Facebook. Give us five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. And the chat is up and running, so I know all of you folks are in there already commenting and sharing your thoughts about General Hospital storylines. Keep at it. And uh, if you're watching after we stream live, feel free to comment down below. But uh, without further ado, uh, we will break down the week that was. But I will ask first, just overall, what's your impression of this week in General Hospital? I mean, I'm so distra- distracted by the the latter storyline and the... Uh the what are they called the catacombs the catacombs thank you the caverns the catacombs yes so i'm a little i'm distracted by that we have a lot to break down with the catacombs um (laughs) frank and i just had a lot of opinions about the catacombs um but uh i don't know it felt like kind of an action-packed week i think a fair amount that went on so yeah i mean it was a it was a pretty quick and engaging week i think it uh i feel like with the uh the the ryan (laughs) Chamberlain stuff. It's uh, one of those where it's uh, some some action, some intrigue, but then we're going to get a little bit of a respite because of uh, events that we'll talk about. So I'm excited for more, for finally the the revelation to be uh, exposed. Oh, I hope so. I am counting the minutes. I mean, when I was here a few weeks ago, I was really ready for it, and here we are two weeks later. And uh, I don't know. I, I'm I'm hopeful that this is the beginning of revelations on that storyline. But I don't know. Now that he's looming over Lulu's hospital bed, I don't know. Looming. I'm not sure. I'm well, not sure. why don't we uh, just jump right into it there, and we'll talk about what started off the week was uh, our gal Lulu, intrepid reporter Lulu Spencer Falconeri, mm-hmm. uh, had a clue. She uh, had a suspicion, I should say, about uh, Kevin's uh, Ryan's uh, murder count, and reached out to Kevin to get some clarification. Yep. She thought it was seven because that's what she found online. Her mother told her she saw a list of nine names. So she reached out to Kevin to get some uh, updated info. And lo and behold, without ever coming forward, that, I mean, he <laughs> he basically just, without saying, I'm actually Ryan, basically just lays everything out to Lulu. But she can never quite, although I guess you, if you have a box cutter at, in, right in front of your face, are you really trying to take time to connect all the dots? Right, right, right. 
Um, but yeah, at, at that point, I didn't understand why he felt the need to, dr- to continue drawing it out. You know, I've given you, I've, I've laid out the crumbs. I've given you so many clues, so many hints. And it's like, just say it. Yeah. So I'm assuming she understands that that's Ryan, but I guess we'll find out when she wakes up. It, it's tough to say, or if she thinks it's just another psychotic break that Kevin's having. Right. Thinking that he's Ryan. Right, right. Well, and that's what I'm curious to see is, you know, when she wakes up, if Kevin tries to... You know, how he tries to spin this, or Ryan slash Kevin, how he tries to spin this. Because I feel like it can't, things with GH are never that clean cut. You know, she wakes up, hey, everybody, Kevin is actually Ryan, end of storyline. You know, yeah. there's going to be some curveball thrown into this. Again, and we've talked about this before in the show, where it's, uh, for us, if somebody that we thought was dead had come back and said, guess what, I'm alive and I've taken the place of my twin brother, uh, we'd be like, what the heck? But... <laughs> Port General Hospital takes place in a world where people do come back from the yes. dead. Yes. So I, within that context of that show, I feel like that's always should be something that you should keep in the back of your mind. Yeah. If somebody's acting like the way that Kevin is, like, you should probably keep in your in the back of your head, like maybe his he's his twin brother and he's back from the dead. Yeah. Yeah. Because I would, think, yeah. I would just, I would, I would always want, to, I would yeah. always think that. I would just yep. always assume. Yep. You're your evil twin, and you're back. I also just as a, a, a quick side note, I thought he was pretty brazen taking the driver's license before he had actually killed her or tr- attempted to kill her. I, yeah. I, I don't know if we've ever actually seen um, the crime in progress such that we knew that he would take the driver's license before. But I always envisioned like he does the dirty deed and then he takes it and takes off. But I thought that was pretty brazen. But I guess he has full confidence in his murdering skills. Well, but I, it felt like sure a full confidence, but he really drops the ball on this one. Yeah, for for doing such an expert job at his previous nine victims. Yeah, to and then plus the the three that have been here so far. Yeah, we got uh, Mary Pat Kiki and then the the film director. Yeah, to know add Lulu to the list like this is this one slip up and it wasn't like he was rushed in that act. Yeah, certainly it was a little bit of improv improvisation because he was really looking to target Sonny and Carly. Yeah, and this Lulu thing kind of spurred up at the last second, but there wasn't any rush for him. He he closed the door. He was able to talk for a while. Uh, I don't know why he necessarily messed up in that attack. And was he just hanging out in the corner, like checking his phone, or like he why, was. why was he still there? He, well, I think he was wiping the blood off the. Weapon, oh, okay. I, I don't remember offhand what he was doing, just there in the corner. When yeah. She uh, when she got up from the floor, <laughs> so he was just hanging out. Yeah, it's I. It felt weird. I feel like yeah, that. I mean, you, I guess you're not going to kill Lulu Spencer Falcon area. No. Too no, big. But no. I also felt like the staging of it and the way that it was all, like, it felt a little awkward to me. Yeah. Where she comes back to life and she, or she's, you know, like, oh, I was just unconscious and now I'm back up. I also thought, too, just him just happening to go blind right in that moment. I mean, of course, with soaps, you have to s- suspend a whole lot of reality. But that timing was just a little too perfect. Um I just, I don't, I'm like, mm. I mean, of course we need to move this along somehow, but I thought it was just a little too on the nose. You know, I actually didn't mind that in a sense because it, then it tied it into a different storyline. So it was interesting to see two storylines kind of connect at such an inopportune yeah, time. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. It was unexpected. That's yeah. for sure. So I did like that where we see Kevin, uh, Ryan, I should say, uh, he goes blind, uh, afflicted by the same virus that had happened to Anna. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we're looking at twins right now. So it's 
which I'm still waiting for Finn and Anna to put that together. Like, oh, yeah, we both have twins. You had mentioned that to me when we were watching it, the notion of this is only happening to twins. And do we know that that's a thing? Is that a part of this storyline, that this only afflicts twins? Or was that just something that you pulled out? Something that I just pulled out? I have okay. no idea that's... But it seems like okay. those are the two things that they do have in common. Right. Other than having some connection to some WSB, DXV kind of things. Right, right, uh, okay. But I feel like, yeah, that seems the the, the, the most... The closest, clo- closest common denominator. Well, and then you quizzed me in the moment about what, what's the other set of twins, and of course I couldn't remember, but it's it's Jason and Drew. That's so right, I guess yes. we will see if, uh, if if Jason and or Drew is also afflicted with the blindness. But yeah, there you go. Yes, uh, Erica will love it when I do those impromptu quizzes on her. <laughs> I was like, no, I don't have time for this right now. Just tell me the answer. <laughs> Just tell me the answer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, in my mind, I was trying to think like who is identical. I was like, who, whose faces match? And then you know, that's why. I, True. Didn't quite piece that one together, but it's a low point for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. We're, we're keeping track of all this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yes, he, he gets uh, struck blind, so Lulu's able to escape, gets up to the Metro Court, runs to Mom, yep. passes out there. Uh, they're able to save her life. Yeah. But Kevin does show up at the end of the week. Excuse me, Ryan. I keep uh, It is Ryan acting as Kevin. But does show up in the doctor's room after, uh, in, her, uh, in her room, mm-hmm. and is going to get ready to smother her. So it feels like it's going to be one of those where... The experience of the uh, the initial stabbing plus Ryan smothering, she's probably going to come out uh, with no memory at the time of what uh, happened, yeah. which is going to buy the storyline a little bit longer. I guess. I mean, I, I also I like there that he left the murder weapon behind the scene, yep. so there in theory is there fingerprints or DNA or something that could help identify him because even though he's a twin, I, mean, I don't know actually. I don't know if twin. I guess it is identical, but. Are fingerprints identical? I'm not sure. I don't think so. Not for twins. I don't know. They're, they're like snowflakes. Beyond my knowledge. <laughs> they're like snowflakes. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> there you go. So I like that there was some evidence left behind that perhaps could still, like if he, you know, if he as Kevin, it just tries to, you know, however he tries to to wiggle out of this, hopefully there is some concrete evidence that still ultimately points the finger in his direction as, as Ryan. I'll give it up for the man, though. You lose your vision, and he's still able to come up with a litany of reasons for, uh, to co- as cover for why, you know, oh, I'm really Kevin, and I have nothing at all to do with anything that's happened with Lulu. Yeah. yeah. And any concern I have for her is not just worrying about my victim being alive, yeah. but, I don't know, I'm just worried about her just as an individual. Yeah, no, and I'm so desperate for forward motion on this storyline that even when Patrick came in after the surgery and he looked kind of serious... I thought, oh, maybe, like, in surgery. You know, there was something, like, you know, whatever he found with, you know, whatever they found with Ryan didn't match Kevin's medical records. I was hoping for anything. Well, I mean, but, okay, uh, you did say Patrick, because I know you're really a huge fan of Patrick Drake. I'm sorry. And you miss him. Griffin. I'm sorry. Your boy Griffin. 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 Yes. <laughs> My dad. Uh, with yes. This, with this little scar, or with this little cut. Yes. I was that we had to spend too much time talking about. Yes, 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 uh, yes. My bad. Yes. yes, Griffin, indeed. You know, he came in and he looked, he had this very serious look on his face. It's like, oh, did they, like, discover something in surgery? But no such luck. Well, the one other thing that we, uh, as you're speaking of evidence, though, is that we left, found the box cutter still there, <laughs> but we also saw one bloody footprint. Yes. Uh, and it looked like, it, of course, it would be on Ryan's shoe, which uh, Ava took home. She took it. She's like, mm. oh, your shoes are here. Let me, go home and, <laughs> let me go home and bring you back some slippers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <I'm> like, okay. <laughs> of all the great. things you're thinking about when your significant other goes blind, like comfortable footwear. Yeah. I, you know, top of the list. I don't know. Do you bring slippers to somebody in a hospital? I don't know. I, it's not the thing I would think of. If I was in the hospital, would you bring me slippers? And if you wanted them, but I wouldn't. It's not the first thing I would think of. No, well, you know, all right. I don't you know. just wouldn't like. But you don't wear slippers. 
No, I don't. But, you know, so, maybe in a hospital I would. Maybe. I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. Maybe, maybe I find out that I'm a hospital slipper guy. But it would not be top of top of my mind. Oh, that's for sure. Understandably so. Yeah, yeah. So I'm waiting for the scene that has Ava at home pulling out the uh, the shoes out of the bag and realizing that there's kind of blood on the bottom of it. Yeah. Why? And also, well, I mean, no, because he was white. If the, if there's the one blue one bloody footprint right there, then he walked through the metro court. We're on the elevator, so I'm sure the blood kind of wiped off. So there's really not much blood left on that shoe. But yeah. Yeah, I know. I, I'm sure. I, I can't imagine she's going to be really inspecting the bottom of his shoes. Yeah. Um, so I again, my my hope for forward motion. I don't think we're going to find it there. No. Uh, but you know what? Uh, we are going to find. We're going to find our next topic in just a second. But first, we want to say thank you, everybody. For making us the ESPN and TV talk. Uh, for, and for us to continue to grow, though, we need your help. So if you're on YouTube right now, and why wouldn't you be? This is the place to be right now watching this stream live. Uh, hit that thumbs up button and subscribe. And if you're on iTunes, please give us a five-star rating. But no matter where you are, leave us a comment so you can get involved in the conversation. Being a part of the AfterBuzz TV a community has meant so much to all of us. And we truly appreciate you supporting us and doing what we love. So don't forget to tell your friends and keep enjoying our shows. Just like you, look at that. You enjoyed our shows, and I, now I know. you're here. And here I am. I watch on YouTube. I'm one of the. I'm one of those that needs to give it a thumbs up. That's true. You know, like I need to get on that. Oh, so you've been watching the show? You oh, <laughs> it's been revealed now. No thumbs up from Erica. No, I don't give anybody. I, I just I'm a, I'm like a YouTube lurker. Like I don't have any. I don't. I just watch things and. Cool. All right. I know. Thank you for supporting me in my <laughs> endeavors. <laughs> Oh, no. Yes. It's the first thing I'm going to do tonight. I doubt it. Okay. I doubt it. Right. Fair enough. I'm never going to get a thumbs up, am I? So, uh, as I mentioned, it kind of it slims right into the uh, Ryan's blindness, goes into the Anna and Finn storyline. And we get a little mm-hmm. bit more movement on that, too, where uh, Anna and Finn find out about this. They go talk, ask Kevin some questions, yeah. slash Ryan, who uh, says, oh, I've never talked to anybody in the WSB. I have no involvement with any agents or whatnot. But her boy, Robert Scorpio. Oh, Frank loves yes. Robert Scorpio. Shows up, man. Yes. 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 He, he comes back with some information to find out that, yes, indeed, uh, Kevin Collins had, had some interaction with Dr. Abbott. Yeah. Yeah, I, I have to say that this little wrinkle of this storyline is not sucking me in yet because it's just, it's it's just too much. You know, it's like because this isn't actually Kevin, so the fact that Kevin had some connection uh doesn't really matter. I don't know. Like I'm it's not it's not pulling me in yet. I have to say I need I need this to move forward a little bit more. But but, but the idea is that it, that it exposes that it's one more way that Ryan can get tripped up to expose that he's not really uh that he's not Kevin. Yeah, that's true. That's he's not true. Kevin Collins, he's Ryan Chamberlain. That's true cuz he would not give himself this virus. Yeah. But I don't know. I I don't some sometimes these WSB storylines I just kind of zone out for some reason they don't suck me in. You love them. You love them, but uh you know, I mean, I guess back in the 80s when it was more the heyday of uh, Robert and Anna and Frisco uh, were the and Sean Donnelly, where the WSB was a little bit more prominent in the show. Yeah. But I, I feel like now when you just say WSB, it's like, ah, okay, whatever. It's just yeah. some, some uh, non-distinct government organization that yes. just kind of yes. pops in when the storyline calls on it. Yeah, yeah, I think that's right. Robert shows up when it's convenient and it just, you know, a storyline needs a little nudge forward. But that's about it. And we can name check Frisco occasionally. Yeah, like, yeah, and, yeah. You know, Anna can call him up. Oh, Frisco, thanks for that information. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. That, that that's it. Yeah, I don't. I, but would you? Does the the world of the WSB uh, intrigue you enough that you'd want to see uh, more focus on the WSB in GH? I, 
I mean, I've never, stepping back a little bit, I've never been drawn to the, like, kind of, we're traipsing around the world having adventures storylines on GH. And I think you and I are very different in that regard. I think you enjoy those storylines. I just don't, for some reason, they don't suck me in as much. But where I do enjoy the WSB is when Anna um, is just, like, so cool. You know, she just busts out some WSB knowledge or something. Like, I do enjoy that. I definitely do. But do I need more, you know, traipsing around the globe, WSB adventures? I don't think so. But I know we're different in that regard. Well, I mean, I, and I think these days, given the budgets of soap operas, yeah. the idea of having those big globe-trotting adventures doesn't appeal to me as much, yeah. although I love them. Because back in, you know, even if you watched old clips on YouTube or even when I first started watching in the uh, the early 90s, when you, they were shooting more on location. They could do outdoor set uh, scenes and stuff, and it was kind of made the world seem bigger. Yeah. And that was always cool. But now so much of it is just going to be done in a soundstage and... To the the amount that you can get outdoors is when they go to that that park. <laughs> I was just gonna say the park with the fence. The park with the fence. That's <laughs> that's what they can do. Yes. Uh, yes. So you know, it's like I I don't to, to show me one big wide shot of Russia from when they were when we were focusing on Jason Morgan coming back. Yeah. Or Paris when uh, Anna was there uh, trying to track down some stuff. Yeah. Uh, about yeah. her missing child. About from Peter. You just show us the big wide exterior, you know, the Eiffel Tower, and then then all it is is like hotel rooms, hotel rooms, hotel yeah. rooms. Yeah, you know, it it's not as, it's not as much fun. Yeah, yeah. Than to actually, if they'd actually had the money back to go yeah. on location no, and that's shoot, true. that's true, on the streets of Paris or you know somewhere that's not the park. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just somewhere else, or somewhere else in the park, not next to the fence. We'll we'll take that at this point. Yeah. I think, like, the last time I can remember something really cool happening was, well, the Jason stuff when he was escaping through there. That I mean, they, well, they just had him running through, I think, it was just, like, the office buildings of GH. Uh, oh, of the actual General Hospital Productions, the studio yeah. and stuff. I yeah. think that's where he was kind of running through. But uh, there was a, uh, I, wait, oh, I think it was Jerry Jacks when he was, uh, had the bomb or whatever that he, that he was going to detonate in Port Charles. And there was a sequence where Luke got on a helicopter and Anna was yeah. talking to him and then yeah. the helicopter takes off. Like I feel like that's the last time I can remember like something like, whoa, they put a, they, they pulled out a helicopter for this. Yeah, yeah. But that it, was years ago. I was, my memory on that is even vague. It's quite vague. Although I do miss Jerry Jacks, I have to say. I know. You know? Uh, well, you, you didn't get enough of him in that escape room? <laughs> this, this photo on that? Yeah. Yeah, I, was, yeah, I just fast-forwarded through that escape room. I you just, did? I did! I just I thought it was so odd. The whole thing was so odd, and it just again it just didn't suck me in. Again, when I when I don't uh, do a show like this every week, I can just kind of you know fast forward through those How moments. The escape How? room did not suck me in. But oh come say. on, if somebody had set up a GH escape room, wouldn't you want to go to it? But it's just like the artificialness. Like the escape room just happens to involve all the people that are in you know the players' lives. It's just <laughs> it's just it's so odd. <laughs> it's just the whole so kind of like the nurse's ball it's just it's oh, don't get me started on that nurse's ball do not get me started on that I know <laughs> indeed uh, so uh, we've got our Lulu and, Ke- and Ryan storylines here percolating for a little bit yep. uh, well, the one thing uh, as we kind of move on to other storylines the one thing I did like about that is it's always nice to see scenes of uh, Laura and Sonny yes. talking yes 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 no I love the history they have I love that, you know, when she was running, when she was still running for mayor and Sonny, you know, approached her and said, hey, you know, if you need to kind of steer clear of me, I understand. And she was like, no, like, you know, we have all this history. And um, so, yeah, I agree. And I, I liked seeing Laura in full on mom mode. I liked how she approached what had happened to Lulu and just the, the way that she, um, that Jeannie Francis as an actress comported herself at Lulu's bedside. Like, mm-hmm. I just, I found that really compelling. Well, it feels like, 
uh, I mean, when Jeannie Francis left last time, I felt like Laura's previous return, other than the kind of, you know, the, the somewhat dealt romance with Kevin Collins, it was like, we'd see it every so often. Yeah. But I felt like she really didn't have much going on. Yeah. And it feels like this time now, she actually has stuff going on. And she's yeah. able to be more involved in storylines and have really good scenes and moments. Is she back for good contractually? Yeah. Is, is she, she's like a full, just a, you know, because I know there's all this kind of comings and goings with Laura. It seems like, as far as we know, it looks like she, she'll be around for, for a while. That's so, great. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like, it's uh, as much as I'm, you know, again, as we talked about last time, always a little bit on the fence with this whole mayor thing. But uh, but so far, I like how Laura is showing up as mayor, and I like how she's showing up in her storylines. Yeah, so uh, uh, now we've got Sonny while he's trying to help uh, Laura go through this terrible uh, tragedy, this <laughs> crisis. Uh, he's also dealing one with uh, of his own, and that's Mike. Yeah. He is uh, kind of really starting to lose uh, a lot of his memory. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think this is, I don't think there were any, as much as they're they're approaching the point of, of having him live in the facility full time. I feel like this continues to progress, you know, in a very methodical way. So as much as it was a big step this week that they're realizing that it might be time for Mike to go to the facility full time, it still, it didn't feel like, you know, a big revelation in that storyline. It just seemed like how things are naturally unfolding. Yeah. And, uh, it'll be interesting to see once that happens, when they make that step to like, now he's going to be in this facility on a regular basis, Mm -hmm. how often we dive back into that storyline. Right. No, that's true. That's true. Is it going to be one of those where we kind of let go for like six months and then we like, oh yeah, hey, we'll check in on Mike, you know, for a hot second. Although they are setting it up that, and I'm sorry, remind me of the the woman that he's in love with now. Oh, uh, uh, I want to say Irene, but that's uh, not it. Marcus's wife. Yes. Uh, I'm forgetting her name. Yes. Ah, I'm sorry. It's frustrating. Yeah. Um, but I feel like they're they're kind of setting up. Estelle. Is it Estelle? <laughs> All right, we'll see. We'll, I think we'll it's starts with an eye. Starts Yeah. I, I anyway, yes. Um, but they're 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 setting up this this you know I mean complicated but sweet relationship between the two of them. So there there would be something to explore there. But I don't know. You're right. I mean, once he's living there full time, are we going to see Sunny and Carly there more, or how are they going to manage that? I don't know. Yeah, and we still need to get any sort of uh, Yvonne. Yvonne. There we go. Or Yvonne. Yvonne. Thank you. Oh boy, look at oh. that. Oh, the chat's on the screen. I love it. Yes. I love it. Uh, yeah, because we also have Daisy's involvement over there at the facility as well, because she's the one that was trying to stir things up with Sam, and that's right now seems to kind of just die on the vine. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know if we're going to get any more follow-up on that as well. Yeah, that's true, because there was that newspaper, and, and you know, on, on that topic, kind of the weird email saying, uh, Sam was getting, all of that seems to have subsided for the moment but it uh, i know that Maurice bernard has said that uh, this coming week is going to be some uh some rough episodes for for sunny and mike so, oh really i mean okay. I, I can imagine like saying taking your dad over there and it's like this is going to be your new home now that's yeah, yeah i imagine that's going to be tough to it, it's basically step one of saying goodbye yeah yeah absolutely and mike is so kind of in and out of present time, you know, who knows how this will be explained to him and how he'll process it. So I can see how this would be a tough, tough next step in the storyline. Have you enjoyed uh, Max Gale doing it? The uh, guy who's playing Mike? Yeah. I mean, I, he's grown on me. Um, I, in the beginning, I wasn't so sure. Um, but I, I appreciate how this storyline is being handled, and I think he's done a really good job with it. I mean, I think when they first introduced this storyline and, and brought 
him onto the show. I, I've always found the Sonny Mike dynamic a little funky. You know, it just it's, it's always been a little bit stiff. Mm. And so um, when Mike used to show up, when it was the other actor whose name I don't know. Yes. Um, I don't know. There was just kind of a, you know, kind of a stiffness to it. Ron Hill. Okay. Yeah. Um, that I, I just, I didn't really resonate with. And so when Mike showed up again, I'm like, uh, you know, without, before we really knew how the storyline would unfold, I just, I wasn't sure what I thought of Mike being um, back on the show. But yeah, no, I think he's, he's played this beautifully. What do yeah. you think? No, I've enjoyed it. It's, you know, it would have been, I mean, I know Ron Hale's retired. So that's the reason it seems like he didn't want to come back for this. It would have been interesting. I mean, I, I guess as a longtime viewer, it has a little bit more resonance if the person that kind of originated that part comes yeah. back. Yeah. But I can I completely understand where it's like, no, 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 I'm, I'm done with that. I'm not going to come back to that. So that's yeah. the case when you need to find somebody else that can really uh, bring the uh, the chops for it. And I feel like Max Gill yeah. is a fantastic actor. Yeah. So oh, my gosh. Yeah. Absolutely. And in the beginning, we just really had no idea how this was going to unfold and on what timetable and what pacing. And I just I feel like it's, it's become it, it's a sensitive storyline and it's become complicated. And I think he's handling it beautifully. Uh, the <laughs> the uh, as you mentioned, there uh, Sam's blackmailing and all that stuff going on. Uh, yeah. We have Shiloh. Yeah. As well. And so we get to see Alexis have a little chat with Shiloh this week. Yeah. And it felt like it was. Uh, it ends on a weird thing. It's like the easiest cross-examination I've ever had. Yeah. And uh, it, I don't know, it seemed like a weird way to kind of end. I mean, I, I know she says I'm a lawyer. I'm naturally skeptical. Uh, but it's something like a weird way to say, end the conversation. I don't know if that stuck out to you. It it didn't. Um, I mean, maybe for a moment, because you think about what, how, when have you been cross-examined in addition to this? Um, but I didn't read too much into it. I think it was just a, a nod to her being an attorney. I don't know. Are you intrigued by the Shiloh storyline? You know, I still am. I still really? am. I am. I mean, I, I, it's another, I, I guess I, I want every storyline to move faster than it does. Um, but I think we've been kind of, we've been a little stuck now for a few weeks in this, like, you know, does he have an ulterior motive with Christina or not? And he's being kind of questioned by everybody and has the same, um, you know, kind of the same story for everybody. So now I'm like, okay, like, how are we going to break past this and move forward? I feel like the one thing that I was hoping we'd have a little bit more dealt on was the uh, Christina and Valerie yeah. dynamic. Yes, yeah, yeah. That's true. We haven't seen much of that. No, because it, it definitely, once they shared that kiss and then Valerie took off, Yeah. other than having just kind of like an awkward kind of look at each other, Yeah. at uh, Charlie's, there really has not been any sort of uh, bumping into each other outside of Kelly's or anything for them to kind of just follow up yeah. on where they're at kind of in terms of their friendship or yeah. whatever the nature of that is. Well, and Valerie, she shows up so infrequently as it is that it was yeah. an interesting choice to have the two of them have that moment. Um, but in, I guess unless, you know, Valerie's going to be brought back more regularly, I suppose there's really no way to move forward with it. I mean, and I can only assume that if, if this stuff with Shiloh kind of reaches a crisis point sooner rather than later, yeah, that uh, Valerie gets brought in as part of the PCPD to investigate something, and then that's how they... Kind of come back into connection again, maybe. I, I guess. Although I don't, I kind of, I, I'm not sensing that. I mean, it's could be just one of those those moments that just fades into the background, and maybe we don't hear of it again for six months, or you know, who knows. I, I hope not, because it'd be. Uh, I was interested to see, like you know, the storyline that they kind of would maybe setting up for Valerie. Yeah, yeah. For that, it's uh, you know, just finding out, you know, coming to, you know, being comfortable with your sexual identity. Yeah. Uh, you know, it could be. I mean, I think that that's. Uh, it's always relevant. Yeah. 
So it'd be interesting to see what they do. And she's a character that just has had so little attention paid to her. Yeah. No, I agree. It's a storyline I would love to see unfold. And I guess just the question is, is Valerie the actress for it? Just given the fact that she's not on the show very much. So how, you know, it, is she, and again, I don't know contractually what her situation is, but is she someone where if, uh, if the writers had more fodder, we would see more of her? And if so, then absolutely. I'd love to see the storyline move forward, but I don't know if that's her arrangement. Yeah. Yeah. I hope we get to see more. But yeah. speaking of uh, coming to grips with sexual identity and stuff, yeah. we have a little bit more movement on the um, uh, Aiden front. Yeah. Where yeah. Jake finally clues in Franco and Elizabeth about the uh, the. the the awful treatment that Aiden's been getting online from uh, classmates yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And if the conversation comes up, that's like, oh, do you could Aiden be gay? Yeah, yeah. And what would your reaction as a parent be about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this is a really interesting storyline too. And um, there's part of me that, as a parent, I'm like, why aren't they in the principal's office? It's like there's that part of me that you know I, I want them to to take on this bullying, you know, far more directly than they have been. Um, but yeah, it's a really interesting storyline, and interesting to have the storyline focusing on a character who's so young. And so I, I don't, I, I couldn't tell you how I, I don't have any sense of how this will unfold. Um, but, um, but I think it's, I mean, it, it, it's an important storyline. It's because it's I, as a child who may not even understand the thought, you know, the feelings that he's having or the way that he's thinking, or just like not even having a way to, I mean process that right. but having an adult around that maybe kind of having thoughts that are like oh this could be the way that leaning is interesting to see like yeah the parents maybe having being a little bit ahead of something that the child itself himself may not even properly understand right right i mean aiden you know maybe just far too young to you know really sense what this means if, if this is the direction that it goes but it could be a situation where you know the parents are generally aware of it or they may have their you know, their notions of, of, um, of Aiden's sexual orientation. But yeah, I don't quite see how it moves forward. Um, because again, it may not be something that Aiden fully understands for quite a number of years. Yeah. Uh, do you want to try some of his cupcakes? Oh, that's the important question. I do. <laughs> I well, do. Uh, Eric is a huge fan of frosting. I love frosting. So, yeah. The cake is just the vehicle for the frosting is, is right. always how I, describe it so when they were talking about like hey we're gonna the, the frosting if we do it right it's like a bouquet of flowers i was it. i was all in i was all in on those cupcakes. <laughs> uh yeah and i don't i don't I, I don't bake much um so it's not like i was about to like look up that same recipe but yeah i would have i would have been all in on those cupcakes for sure no, i mean it's exciting to see aiden just find something that he's passionate about for yeah. sure yeah no and i and i really i i like seeing this protective side of liz and franco as well um, and, and Franco in particular, I mean, Liz has always, um, you know, been very protective of her sons, but Franco in this kind of new parenting role, you know, I, I like how he's playing it. I like how protective he is of the boys. How do you like Franco just as a character? Like from where he's been from the James Franco years to yeah. now Roger Howard taking over the character yeah. and everything that's happened since then, you know, oh, it was a brain tumor. So you have to discount everything that happened when it was James Franco. Yeah. And yeah. just focus on what's happening now. Yeah. Do you like the the journey the character's been on. Do you like the character where he is now? I I do like him where he is now. I like him with Liz. I like him with the boys. I really like him in this kind of stepfather role to the boys. Um, I mean, you know, there's not much more to do with him at this point. You know, he's he doesn't have a storyline that's particularly active at the moment. Um, but I, I do like this progression. 
Um, and then he still kind of gets some shade from a lot of people in town, you know, and he has to kind of fend that off. Um, but I like, but he's just very confident and he's very confident in his life with Liz and with the boys. And so even when he gets the shade from Carly or Sam or Jason, you know, he's, he's built up his armor to that and, and they're throwing shade for good reason. Don't get me wrong. But, but, uh, but I like that he's more comfortable in his own skin. Well, I am glad that he's got to this point because those times when he was, uh jealous or insecure about yes. uh, Drew talking, coming over, or Jason when he came back into yeah. town, uh, that he was constantly worried about where he stood with Elizabeth and like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to hold on to her. That Franco did not, I, I found him very annoying. No, I agree. I agree. When even, yeah, um, yeah, just <laughs> co-sign what you just said. Yeah, <laughs> I, no, there you go. Um, no, I agree. I agree. When he was just so insecure and just couldn't take Liz's feelings at face value, that did get a little bit old. So I just, I like him that he's just more confident in his situation now. You know, again, where the character goes, we shall see. But um, but I'm really liking him in this father role to the boys. Now, Dizzy Flower there in the chat uh, mentioned, it's like, I can't forgive him for Michael. Yeah. So everything that went down with him and Michael... I uh, can you can you look past that? Yeah, I mean it's ooh. Yeah, that's a tough one. That's an, and honestly not something I'd thought of in a long time. Um But I mean I guess it's it happens pre brain tumor. Is it, it kind of goes in the brain tumor column and again, I mean I understand that's, you know, for people who were his victims. Yeah. Um that's small consolation when you've lived through it. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. I guess you know. I, but uh, it's just again, it's kind of in the world of soap operas, just kind of suspending reality and disbelief, you know, for the sake of moving forward. I mean, we had that one little uh, scene a few weeks back where uh, Franco and Michael had that moment at the Metro Court. Yeah. Where Michael's just like, you know, I know we're never gonna, you know, see eye to eye or anything, but he just had that moment of, uh, kind of. You know, knowing that Franco's trying to do the best that he can for right. his, his now new family. Right. So right. it's like, right. it didn't necessarily uh, absolving him or forgiving him of anything, but at right. least, I guess, you know, Michael, I guess pretty much of anybody here seems to be the most compassionate one right. uh, on the show right. that is willing right. to at least acknowledge what was done to him, but is still willing to extend, you know, forgiveness or at least an olive branch of sorts. Remind me the timeline of that because. I mean, I, I forget often that Carly was engaged to Franco, almost married Franco. Yeah, I mean, for the way that Carly talks to him now, when anytime yeah. she sees him, yeah, I mean, it just seems so weird. It's like, yeah, but you, I mean, you also slept with Sonny, yeah, uh, and you know, you hooked back up with him, so yeah, I mean, easy, yeah. Carly. Yeah, although I did enjoy their rapport <laughs> when uh, when she found him in Kevin's office. I yes. don't know. There's something about their rapport where. Um, I don't know, there, there is a there is a particular banter that the two of them have, not a friendly banter, you know, but there's a banter that they have that uh, it's I enjoy between the characters. <laughs> it's almost like they can say these like mean things, but then still just continue on the conversation. They don't like dwell on the mean things being right. said. They're just right. like, okay, cool, yeah, I got it. Let's move on to the next yeah. topic yeah. that we're talking about. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, speaking of the next topic, we got to wrap up here shortly, but we got to spend catacombs the uh, give consideration for the hottest storyline this week folks and that is oh catacombs catacombs <laughs> got to get you some poor charles catacombs oh my gosh every minute of this storyline just bugged the heck out of me i mean we were watching it together and i just had to keep telling frank to pause just so i could complain <laughs> um i just thought it was such a bizarre 
little storyline. And I, and just fast forwarding to Jason and Sam, I mean, Frank has never been a fan of, never wanted Jason and Sam to get back together. I'm actually, I'm far more pro Jason and Sam. So we're, Mm. we're, we're different in that way. So I don't mind when Jason and Sam have an adventure and, you know, they're doing their thing, but I just, I just thought, and I'm just going to fast forward to when, um, uh, Joss and Oscar were stuck and, I mean, I get it that it was a rickety ladder, but it just seemed I, when they went into the catacombs, I assumed they were going to get lost deep in the catacombs and there was going to be some mass effort to have to extract them. But so the fact that they got stuck literally at the base of the ladder to get out, um, that in and of itself was kind of odd. And yeah. then and then, you know, Jason and Sam and, you know, and Drew show up. And they kept saying, we don't have enough time to call, you know, the fire department. And they probably wasted 20 minutes, you know, saying that they didn't have enough time to call the fire department where the fire department could have easily been there. What I liked is that uh, (laughs) the fact that people had to reassure that they could see each other. (laughs) Like, we can easily see you're down at the bottom of the ladder. We made it down. (laughs) I know. I can see you right there. I know you're on the. I know you made it down. It's fine. Or that we made it up. I, I know. I watched you crawl right over the ledge. You're right there. I still I, see you. I still see you. <laughs> that constant reassurance. I was just like, what is this? And then when Jason fell back down and he fell through the ground, you know, if I were Jason in that situation, I would just stay put. I would assume Sam is going to call the fire department finally. And, you know, yes, I fell through the ground, but presumably I fell in a straight line down. Yeah. So if I just sit here, they will find me. And instead he goes on this hunt and he opens that grate. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, I just, why didn't he just stay put? I, I didn't, I, nobody, I mean, the fire department could have been there in two minutes if they all just stayed put and called the fire department, but they just made a series of odd choices. I, I also don't understand like the, because Jason starts testing the floorboard. When he first gets down, like, oh, this is kind of rickety. I don't know. And then he tested some more once everybody is out and it's just him. And he's like, Sam, I don't think I can wait. Like, just don't stand in that section. <laughs> just stand in There's another no time, area. There's no time, once again, to wait for the fire department to show up. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's a pretty big space that you're in. You just yeah. stand in the corner somewhere else. Well, and- I also noticed after he found that spot, you know, that it was a little bit, you know, it was, it was a little rickety there. That's the same spot where he hugged Joss, you know, before he sent her up. So let's put double body weight right on this spot and hug, you know, before I send you out of here. So uh, I, I, the whole thing was just, I, I just thought it was kind of bonkers. Uh, and it all leads to a nice dramatic rescuing of uh, Sam diving into the same pier where she tried to find Jason before after he was shot. We've come full circle. Yeah. We've come full circle. This time she found him and was able yes. to bring him back. Yes. And yes. then they made that sweet love. <laughs> Great. I don't. Which again, I I am for this. I'm for them. I am, I you know, so I'm okay with that. I think, but just the journey it took to get to this point, I think, was way too long. I mean, I understand she needed her time. Once she knew that Jason was alive, she needed to sort out her stuff. But I feel like she was done sorting out her stuff six or nine months ago, and so I don't know why this took so long. So I am glad that we're finally here because I do right. like them together. I know you don't, but yeah. I do. I do. I do like them together, but just this was a very labored journey, far more labored than I thought it needed to be. Yeah, it, it, it didn't even need to be a journey. You didn't even need to start on it. You could have just moved on to something else. I would have been yeah. fine with that. Although, given how long she took, there was a part of me that wanted Jason to just kind of fall for someone else. <laughs> and Sam's like, wait, I thought everyone was waiting for me. No, sorry, um, Sam. But, uh, but no such luck. Yeah, so uh, very dramatic times in the catacombs. 
But everybody's uh, back safe and sound. Yeah. Thank goodness. So Oscar, his time is dwindling, though. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah, I keep waiting to see if there's any out on this for him, and I, I, I guess not. No, I mean, I mean, all signs point to that, which, I mean, as we talked about before, I mean, I do like the idea of them telling a story that has a sad end, but yeah. hopefully uh, people can... I mean, that's, you know, sometimes there are sad ends in these stories, yeah. which... no, it's true. Uh, does, you know, it doesn't make it maybe the most enjoyable one to watch, but it is a story that, you know, should be told. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and I didn't... I wasn't watching GH um, in the Stone, during the Stone storyline, and so we had talked about that during the week, because I was curious as to how that played out. Um, you know, it's heavy. I mean, basically having two characters in a form of physical decline between Mike and Oscar, it's a lot. Um, but it's, you know, it's real life, so... I suppose this is the direction we're going with Oscar. Yeah. So uh, as we, uh, it, it, and it looks like it's it's kind of becoming faster than I thought we might have a little bit longer, but it seems like a signs indicate that it's going to be coming faster than we think. Yeah. 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 No. Absolutely. Until until he passed out, um, yeah. it was tough to say, but it does look like we're moving in that direction. Which the only thing that it does is like, well, now what happens with Kim, Drew? You know, I mean, Julian still has other ties to poor Charles. I yeah. Mean, and I guess Drew does as well, but Kim certainly doesn't. Does she stay? The, you know, I, I'd be curious to see if that character stays in poor Charles or they just kind of use that as an excuse to have write her off the show. Are Kim and Julian done for good? Do you no, think? no, they had a little, little little chat inside Charlie's there. Yeah. It, it seemed like they kind of reconciled of sorts. I like them together. Yeah. Um, and it seemed like a kind of an abrupt uh, breaking up. I mean, I understand why he did it, but the whole thing, it just seemed like, oh, okay, they're not together anymore. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're getting close to the end of the show, but I figured we should get, do a little hot news. TV news. Uh, another person is going to be coming uh, back from the uh, not-too-distant past. That's going to be uh, Sophie Madsen as Sasha coming back to uh, pay a visit to everybody there in Port oh. Charles. So to see if we can kind of tweak the uh, the, uh, the tension in that will Valentine's secret of knowing that this isn't really Nina's true daughter be revealed? So, of course it will. Of course it will. Yes. Of course it will. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, we'll see what happens there. That's yeah. uh, that we, uh, speaking of siblings, we have, uh, we saw everybody kind of hanging out by P- uh, Nathan's gravesite. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and kind of maybe uh, Maxie kind of saying, hey, I might be ready to move on to hang out with Peter. And I really like Maxie and Peter as a couple. Hmm. I do. Right. Yeah. So I'm excited for that. <laughs> and, uh, of course, uh, we're also going to see uh, uh, Lisa Albrecht. She's going to be... Uh, uh, back in the mix as well. Uh, Obrecht is always uh, interesting when she moves in. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, she knows Valentin's secret. She also knows Nell's secret. Uh, so we're going to find out when... Uh, which do you think is going to get revealed first? Uh, the fact that Wiley is not... Uh, is really Michael and Nell's baby? Yeah. Or that uh, Sasha is not Nina's daughter? I think that Sasha is not Nina's daughter. Because that, that just seems... Like, it's just, it's right there. You know, with Wiley. I, I don't know what would push the Wiley storyline forward any sooner hmm. I mean unless as I've always ex- suspected unless he has like a, a medical emergency and there's something about the medical records that are off I mean that's the only thing I can think of that would push that to push that forward in a in a quick way ah look at this some insightful commentary I like it ladies and gentlemen <laughs> that's gonna do it for another episode of the GH Report holy cow we did it woo woo Eric it's your second time how does it feel it's fun it's fun yes thank you all for uh, for hanging in there with me no it's it, it's good I enjoy doing this look at that no one is uh, everybody's uh, say, apologizing that you have to deal with me oh so, well there, there you go you know so sorry about that 
I'll have my own show. We can talk all about that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for joining us here. Uh, As always, like us on Facebook. Give us five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Give it a thumbs up while you're there. And as always, thanks everybody for hopping in the chat, sharing your thoughts. Couldn't do this show without you. Uh, But we'll be back uh, actually next week at Super Bowl Sunday. But you know what? We're going to have a special guest next Sunday. Super Bowl Sunday. So, you know, pull yourself away from the uh, the Patriots, Rams for just a little bit. Carolyn Hennessy is going to return to the GH Report. We're going to be... Uh, awesome. Yes. We're going to yep. be chatting with She's her amazing. for a little bit. Yes, she is awesome. Uh, I've had a chance to talk with her twice. I'm looking forward to uh, doing the hat trick. Carolyn Hennessy interviews there. But as always, uh, if you'd like to uh, stay in touch with me, feel free to follow me on Twitter and Instagram at HappyGoJackie. Until next Sunday, we'll be back uh, then with another episode of the... Ep- uh, I'm, I, my gosh. What show are you in? I don't know. <laughs> I, got, I, I am having my own brain tumor come in there. No. Uh, <laughs> thanks for joining us here. We'll be back here next Sunday with an all-new episode of the GH Report. Back with Carla. Back with uh, uh, Carolyn Hennessy. It's going to be a fun time. Hope you join us right here on AfterBuzz TV. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first. We're the biggest in the world. And we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. (laughs) The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.